Welcome everyone to the We Hate Sports podcast episode 60. I'm Hermie, your moderator this evening, and as always, your hosts are PC. I'm PC, and I'm really, really disappointed that football is gone now. Now I have to listen to Tolu complain about the Lakers 24-7. And we also have TK. I, I have to agree with PC, man. Football is over. It's a very sad time right now, but go Duke. Um, Top 10 team right now. We look great. So I guess we look forward to college basketball now. There's not going to be any baseball. So, I mean, I really don't know what sports fans look forward to next. But at least you got the podcast. You got this podcast and you got college basketball, I guess. Okay. And also joining us this evening is our G-man, Gianni. Uh, It sucks that football is gone. Um, I think with the NBA, we should have a good playoffs. We also have our troll, Trey. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to inform you this right now, okay? There are people out in the world who are growers <laughs> and not showers. And I don't mean generals. I mean they are like people who you might hate at first, but then you finally start to like them after a while. They grow on you. They don't show at first. This is We Hate Sports, your favorite co-host, Trey. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> we also have Tolu. Uh, I'm also disappointed that the football is gone. I can't look forward to the Lakers, but they stink. But you guys know what it, what else is great? That I don't have to hear those disgusting, nauseating Bengals fans hype up everything Joe Burrow does. Joe Bird, Joe Shiesty. Well, let me tell you something, Bengals fans. Joe Shiesty was on the ground because Aaron Donald was all over that, man. <laughs> oh, and you high apple, you got cooked on Twitter, boy. The game-winning touchdown was caught on you, boy, was on you. Cooper Cup did all that to you on Black History Month, and I have no problems with it. <laughs> Who day? Who day? Who day? Shut your ass up, Cincinnati fans. You guys will never, ever, ever make it back to the Super Bowl ever again. Joe Shiesty, the only Joe Shiesty I know is Joe Flacco because he won a Super Bowl MVP and he has a Super Bowl, unlike Joe Burr. And he didn't need fucking Jamar Chase to carry him to that week, to that Super Bowl. Sean. Odell Beckham Jr. got called all types of names by the New York and Cleveland media's selfish, me player, toxic, locker room cancer. You know what you can call him now? Super Bowl champion. Odell deserves this more than anyone in the world for all the, excuse my language, shit he got from the media and fans. So proud of my boy. And let's just be happy that he got away from Eli Manning and that he got away from Baker Mayfield. He got a real quarterback, and a real quarterback won him a real Super Bowl, something that Eli Manning and Baker Mayfield could not do. Let's move on. Okay. So, as you guys all know, Super Bowl happened yesterday, and I just wanted to talk about the halftime show and how monumental it is that the Super Bowl has a past of not including, um, you know, acts african-american like they they are racist past but all of that was shattered yesterday it was during black history month they got a lot of really good acts in there west coast representing for la and i just wanted to say i thought it was amazing really good and a lot like it was kind of mixed online but i i feel like everyone for the most part agrees it was a really good 
um, show and, you know, just historical moment for the Super Bowl um, in general. So, um, yeah, just want to put that out there. And also, we are on all the social media platforms. We have TikTok now, Twitter, YouTube. We post content every week. We are here for you just because football is over doesn't mean that the content stops from your boys. We are still there for you and we're still going to be talking about sports no matter what. So make sure you subscribe and follow so that you get notified whenever we post new content. And with that, let's get into our questions of the week. And of course, we're going to be talking about Super Bowl and some other new and coming sports topics. So first question, Super Bowl 56 took place yesterday between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals in a fun and exhilarating game. The Rams defeated the Bengals 23 to 20 to cinch the franchise's second Super Bowl, first in Los Angeles. Matthew Stafford went 26 for 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. What does this win mean for Stafford's legacy? And do you think he can get another Super Bowl win? I'm going to throw it to you, PC. What do you think? Well, uh, first off, I want to say uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals, don't listen to Tolu, okay? Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Jim Mixon, T. Higgins, we got a great core of guys all still in their early 20s. They will be back to a Super Bowl one day. With that being said, the Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford, the journeyman, 13 years. I didn't realize that there were a, there were a lot of players on that team that I'm re- pretty much satisfied that they got their ring before they retire or, you know, they silence all their critics or their haters. Um, Stafford has to be on that list. OBJ, of course. Aaron Donald, who was obviously emotional after, you know, the victory, you know, pretty much sealing the deal with his, uh, you know, sack that wasn't officially sack, but it was pretty much a sack on Joe Burrow to end the game. Um, Andrew Whitworth, the oldest player, uh, oldest offensive lineman to play in a Super Bowl at 40 years old. He can now retire and go off into the sunset. Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP. He is a zero-star recruit coming out of Eastern Washington. And now he is a Super Bowl champion. Uh, he could please the Triple Crown as well. Sean McVay, 36 years old. He is the youngest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl. I mean, this Rams team, there are going to be a lot of teams that look at how they got their Super Bowl. Um, and the model on how they did it is a conventional. I don't recommend any team do it because the Rams really went all in. And when I say all in, I mean all in to win a Super Bowl. This was this was the year for LA. And I think if they didn't come out with a victory on their home field, mind you, uh, there were going to be repercussions that would hurt this team for dare I say decades to come. As far as Matthew Stafford's legacy, I mean, he played his part well enough to win that football game for the Rams. Uh, it got a little bit messy. I'll admit he got a little bit messy in the second half of that game, uh, especially for the you know first two opening plays of that uh, of that game. Uh, it looked like the Bengals were gonna you know seal it, but um, you know what? He composed himself. 
He had the support. He had Cooper Cup, who, by the way, is a top five wide receiver in this league. Yes, I said it. And at the game winning drive, it was the Matthew Separate and Cooper Cup show. And it included a beautiful, beautiful no look pass from Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup to get them in the red zone. Uh, so I, I, I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. I don't think he really needs to prove anything else. I think he's proven a lot of people wrong already. Um, you know, now he can at least retire knowing that he got one. Now the next goal is to get another. That's the hardest part. That's the part that I think is going to be pretty much impossible to do. But if you're Rams right now, if you're Matthew Seppert, enjoy this because you earned it. Can I ask you a question, PC? Go ahead. Do you think that this Super Bowl and this Rams team in specific will be looked back on in history, you know, like in a significant way at all? Um... I think in terms of star power, this is easily one of like the best scenes we've seen, like winning Super Bowl. Um, you know, just off of games alone. I mean, Aaron Donald, uh, greatest defensive tackle of all time. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, OBJ. Um, you know, the running backs who who did not play well. Cam Akers, uh, you know, Sonny Michelle and, and, and Daryl Henderson they didn't play well. Uh, you could thank Tariq for that, by the way. Um, but I mean, there, there was, there was a lot of, uh, names on that team that I think when people look back, they're like, oh, this was a really stacked team. Um, in terms of all time teams though, I feel like there have been definitely more Super Bowl winning teams that have, uh, done a better job or just have like an overall, like better roster in my opinion. But there's still there's still a great Super Bowl winning team, and you know no Super Bowl winning team is bad. Um, but yeah, I, I you know if I had to rank them, uh, I'd probably put them like top fifteen. I think that's that's respectable. Okay, um, TK, how do you feel about it? Well, <clears throat> first of all, I'm gonna uh, also answer that question, even though you didn't ask me. So, Hermie, my answer to your question is absolutely. I mean, and like I said, and like PC said, if you're just looking at names, just names alone, and you're looking on paper, and you're you're just sitting there, you look like Jesus Christ. Like this team is literally this is one of the best teams I've ever seen on paper at a hundred percent. So I'd say maybe not like I wouldn't say they're number one, but definitely like top five at least, top five for sure. Um, just going off like I said, names on on paper alone. Um, as far as Matthew Stafford, uh, congratulations to the LA Rams. Congratulations to their fans. Um, they played absolutely a great game. Um, I honestly think um, if we're having a completely different conversation, if uh, OBJ doesn't go down with that ATL injury, um, this, is probably, this is probably a blowout. Um, OBJ looked unstoppable in the first quarter alone, and he looked like he was going to be a problem all night long. Um, I think I, that, that's the way that I look at it. Um, so Matthew Stafford, what he was supposed to do, like PC said, um, he did kind of get ugly in the second half with those two interceptions in the second half. Um, or, or I, I, I don't remember if he fumbled or interception. He did something in the second half where he made two mistakes. Um, but he made up for it in the fourth quarter. That unbelievable pass, no look. That was one of the best no look passes I've ever seen in my entire life. Like he fooled me. I thought he was going right. Dude completely up in the middle of the field. That was one of the greatest no look passes I've ever seen in my life. And you could kind of tell that the momentum had picked up for the Rams and that they were about to do something big. 
Um, I was definitely sitting on the edge of my seat saying Matthew Stafford is about to get this done. Um, just from that no-look pass alone, it's, it's, just, it's just little things like that when you see in the game, you know something big is about to happen. Um, all this does for his legacy really is all the haters that said Matthew Stafford wasn't a winner or wasn't a Hall of Famer, he's 100% a Hall of Famer now. There's no more questions asked. He has a Super Bowl ring. That's the one thing that people criticized him about was that he wasn't a Super Bowl winning champion quarterback or whatever you want to say. Um, he's finally got the ring. Um, can they do it again? I absolutely believe that the Rams can be back there again, 100%, if you're asking me that. Um, like I said, there's Robert Woods is going to be huge when he comes back. Because now you have to deal with Robert Woods, OBJ, and Cooper Cup. And I'm just telling you right now, good luck to any defense that that's going against this team. Um, I mean, this team is loaded. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Aaron Donald – I heard the rumors about Aaron Donald retiring. I don't think he's going anywhere. You don't win a Super Bowl, have this good of a chance to go back, and then, you feel me, just not return at least one more season. So I think he comes back for at least one more season just to see if they can run it back. Um, which I know is which I know it's extremely hard. Uh, a lot of teams have not done it, if not any team haven't done it. But um, like I said, as far as Matthew Stafford, like I said, all this does is just all, it, it completely shuts the naysayers and the haters up. Um, he's a hundred percent a Hall of Famer. Um, I think he goes into next season as a top ten quarterback. He's a Super Bowl champion, so he has to go in as a top ten quarterback. Um, and I, like I said, I think this Rams team don't. I, I understand that it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl for any team, and, and especially in the NFL. But I'm just saying, don't sleep on the Rams to get back there next season. OBJ will be back. I expect Robert Woods to. He will be back. This entire team. I don't expect them to lose. <clears throat> I expect them to. I don't know how they're going to do it with the cap with their cap issues, but I expect them to some way somehow sign at least most of these guys back to the roster next season. And um, when you look at it from that point of view, there's no more there's no more Tom Brady in the NFC. Um, Aaron Rodgers could possibly be leaving the NFC. I, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of, excuse my language, shit going on in Arizona with Kyler Murray right now. So, I mean, when you look at the NFC, who's really the top team right now? And it's probably the Rams. So when you look at it from that point of view, um, yeah, man, just don't sleep on the Rams. I, it's, 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 it's next season, just like I said, just don't sleep. But as far as, like I said, Matthew Stafford, Hall of Famer, um, I'm happy that he won the Super Bowl. I I I wanted the Bengals to win, but you got to be happy for a guy like uh, Matthew Stafford. So, um, yeah, man, congratulations, Matthew Stafford. You shut everybody up, bro. And you're a Hall of Famer, and anything you do from this point on is just you're just adding to your legacy, bro. So, congratulations. Uh, I'm so glad that you said that all about yourself, TK, because very critical of Matthew Stafford last week and during the Super Bowl. And yeah, you, you did not trust him. You were on him after after those interceptions, one of which really was. wasn't even. So, I do was. you trust Matthew now? Is the question. As much as I want to say yes, because he just won the Super Bowl again, I have to. It's it's the two mistakes he made in the second half that make me kind of take a step back and be like, eh, wait a minute, TK, wait a minute. But you know what? Yes, I will say yes. I do believe in Matthew Stafford because he got it done in the biggest game of his entire career. We all said it at the beginning of the season. Matthew Stafford has to at least make it to the Super Bowl this year. Or people, or, or, or he's, or... I, I couldn't even imagine what the stories and the headlines and the reports that would have came out about Matthew Stafford. I wouldn't want that for Matthew Stafford. So, like I said, um, yeah, we said he at least had to 
get there. He won the Super Bowl. I can't criticize you anymore. I mean, you have to believe in Matthew Stafford now because he got it done in the biggest in the biggest game on the biggest stage of his life. So, I mean, anybody that says they don't believe in Matthew Stafford at this moment right now is just a hater, bro. I think we can all agree Trey deserves, should give Matthew Stafford a public apology. All preseason, he called him a fraud, a loser, trash, a bum. I think a public apology is necessary. And Sean, Sean, I just want to say one thing before Trey apologizes or whatever he's about to do. Matthew Stafford now has the same Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers. I just wanted to say that for the, for the <laughs> listeners and for everybody. Oh, and, boy. Go ahead, Trey. Fraud. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is how you know Sean does not give a damn about our podcast. Because two weeks ago, I publicly said on here, Stafford has proved me wrong and he's no longer a fraud. So this is how you know Sean doesn't pay. But did you say I apologize? I I need to hear those two words. That's a that's an apology <laughs> in itself. I literally no. I need to a, hear the words, Trey. I, I need call to hear the words. a lot of people a fraud, and I won't take it back. So me taking it back for Stafford is an apology in itself. You're not going to get the extra out of me, but I will say wow. this. He refuses to this. apologize. After that terrible second um quarter, second half, whatever, he got it together when it mattered the most. Cooper Cup, he stepped up because number 18 was trash. Their tight ends was trash. Higby wasn't even playing. Uh, it was all Cooper Cup and Henderson. Henderson really stepped up because, Tariq, if you're listening to this, Cam Akers is dog water, boy. That man sucks, boy. I He sucks. He sucks, okay? He's not good. But, yeah, congrats to Stafford. He's finally got the ring after 13 years. Maybe I was a bit hard on him, but for good reason. I pushed him to be his better self, and that he won the Super Bowl. So he should really be thanking me, Sean. He should really be thanking me. Oh, brother. I really can't believe Trey just said that. But, okay, we're going to move on, guys. (laughs) Let's get into the next question. All right. So, the game-winning drive by the Rams, orchestrated by Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, culminated in a game-winning touchdown by Cup. Cooper finished the game with eight receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns, and was named Super Bowl MVP. Do you agree with Cooper Cup winning MVP, or do you believe it should have been someone else? I'm a threat to PC. What do you think? Well, I'll, I'll preference by saying this. Uh, Cooper Cup got the game-winning touchdown over Eli Apple. And all of the NFL, all of Twitter, all of our group chats that have been watching the Super Bowl, they all proceeded to slander Eli Apple. And they're still doing it while in the process of this episode being recorded. So to everyone, I just have to... Give a round of applause I'm literally everybody. in a group chat called F. Eli Apple. They really You'll named it to, to that. They yeah, really did. Because Eli Apple, you are indeed a bum. So, Cooper Cup. You know, Cooper Cup, he, 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 got, he got a lot of people's, a lot of black people's blessings to torch the ever-loving dog water of Eli Apple during the Super Bowl, during Black History Month. And you know what? He did exactly that. Um, I mean, two touchdowns, uh, 92 yards, uh, including four catches on that game-winning drive. The only person that really has a legitimate gripe 
of being Super Bowl MVP outside of him is Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald got, you know, the crucial final two plays, you know, to, to give the Rams the Super Bowl. Um, Matthew Stafford, like I mentioned, he was on one in the first half, started off 9 for 10 with, like, two touchdowns, and, you know, he fell off in the second half. It looked like he was going to lose it. And Cooper Cup, which he's been doing a lot this season, he picked his quarterback back up. And when they need him the most, when they need Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup the most, the Los Angeles Rams got the job done. And that is a sign of an MVP level talent in Cooper Cup. That's a sign of a top five wide receiver level talent in Cooper Cup. Um, so I, I, I 100% agree with him winning Super Bowl MVP. Like I said, the only person that I think has a legitimate regret for that is Aaron Donald. I, I can't think of anyone else. Okay. Um, Sean, do you also agree with that? I'm pretty much in the same place as PC is. It's really close between two people. Cup and Donald both balled out. But I will say, this is like one of those years where I don't know if there really is a Super Bowl MVP. It was just a great team performance. The defense played great. The offense, pretty much everything besides the running game. The running game didn't show up at all. But outside of that, the team overall played great. If I had to go with one guy, I probably would have leaned Donald. But that's not to say Cooper Cup doesn't deserve it. He still balled out, had two touchdowns, including the game winner. Both were very worthy of it. I would have went Donald, but I don't think you could go wrong either way. Okay. Trey, I saw you putting your thumbs down. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I was putting my thumbs down because I was agreeing that the run game was non-existent. It was terrible. But I agree. I mean, Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald was the uh, top two guys on the team that day. Uh, Robinson, he was pretty good. He's a good run stuffer. Von Miller showed up, too. He looked better than he has. Broncos really almost ruined that man. Crazy, TK. Really. Uh, I mean... But there's no one else you could really give it to. I mean, just Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald. Those are the only two. They stepped up. And I will say this. Jalen Ramsey, you did not have your best game, buddy. I'll never want to hear no one say he's better than Stephon Gilmore ever again because he's not better than him. Two, two, I will say. He is. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. He is. He's not. He is not. There we go. And then, two, I will say this. Dang, what was I going to say before the trolls came out and disrupted me? The trolls. I, I really can't remember. I pulled... I, huh, very Bro got amnesia. I mean, they both look bad, really. I don't know. I guess I'll say it's it's it looks worse on the organization because these are older men who should, like, know better than to not publicly call your franchise quarterback immature and a child and childish and point fingers. I mean, you just don't do that, bro. Um, if Kyler Murray does end up acting for a trade, which is something that's very, very, very possible, especially when something like this is going on. I mean, the dude deleted all his pictures off the IG, completely took the Arizona Cardinals out of his bio. Like, he he went the whole extra mile of Kanye West-type petty, bro. Um, I think when you look at it from that point, when you look at it from that point, like I said, if if he does act for a trade, it's going to be because of these reports that are coming out of the things that they're saying. Um, I mean, whatever happens to just a text or 
FaceTime call or a Zoom call. That's what the, that's what these organizations are doing. It's a bunch of Zoom calls now with everything with COVID going on and whatnot. Like, what happened? Whatever happened to that? Why do why do all these organizations now and these teams run to the media, bro? That is the worst possible thing you can do. So, um, like I said, Kyler Murray, he's, he's being. I, I I think Kyler Murray is more so just being emotional right now. Um, I think that's the that's the correct term to use towards him. He's being very, very emotional right now, and he's a kid, um, so that's okay. I mean, that's completely understandable. Like you, you're, you're gonna have these petty moments that you really shouldn't have, and eventually he'll grow up. And as, as as he as he progresses in the NFL, he'll grow up. But um, like people in the organization and the GMs and all these guys, they should know better. Um, you don't talk about the franchise quarterback like that. You literally drafted this kid drafted a coach specifically for his talents, and you build a team around him. Why ruin that, bro? Just give him a call, you know, call him to the office, call him to the organ, call him to the building, whatever you got to do. Just stop running to the media, bro. Because like I said, this is only going to get worse before it gets better. Okay, let me ask you a question. So he's saying that they're making him look like the scapegoat for their failures. Do you think there's any truth to that? Or do you think he is to blame for their failures? Or how do you feel about that? Uh, they're definitely making, I think they're def- there's some truth to them making um, <clears throat> him look like the scapegoat. Um, it's easy to blame a franchise quarterback when you lose or when you have a, or, or when the team doesn't win. Um, this is something that has been going on forever. This is, uh, Kyler Murray isn't the first and he won't be the last. Um, I will say I still do think that Kyler is being a little too emotional, though, um, because most quarterbacks will take something like this and it may, it'll make them go into the offseason or make them go to practice or make them better. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a chip on their shoulder and it'll make them go into the season to prove these guys wrong, whereas he seems to be going the completely opposite way. Um, so. It's kind of hard to answer that qu- that question, Hermie. Um, I, I like I said, I do think that there is some. I do agree with some of what he said because I also think that Kyler Murray came back way too early. Um, I can't remember the exact injury he suffered, Gianni or PC. One of these, I'm pretty sure they wanted them know. I think I want, I, I'm going to say I'm just going to take a guess and say it was like a leg injury. I think he came back way, way too early. Um, but they did rush him back because of the playoffs. So, um, and then he played terrible because of the injury, and then they blamed him for it. So, um. I think if I think we're having a completely different conversation if Kyler Murray is healthy, um, and then this is this isn't even a problem at this point. Um, if, if we're having that conversation, which we're not, he was hurt. So um, yeah, they definitely they definitely are making him a scapegoat. Um, like I said, it's easy to blame the franchise quarterback. The franchise quarterbacks are always going to be blamed first before anything. Either the coach is going to get blamed or the quarterback is going to get blamed. So. Very ironic, TK. Very ironic, because you blame your franchise quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, for everything, man. Because he stinks. Teddy actually stinks. Crazy. And I, and I also blame my No, 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 no. Do you guys remember TK saying Teddy Bridgewater was going to be MVP? Do you yeah. guys remember no. that? Who, who yeah. said that? You! <laughs> oh, I never said that. Never said that. We'll find the clip. We'll you did. Clip. Yeah, nope, you did, TK. Nope. I'm nope. gonna find it. Anyways, um, Gianni, I'm gonna shift it over to you. Do you happen to know what injury Kyler Murray had? And then, you know, how do you feel about the disagreements between the quarterback and the organization? And who do you think looks worse? Um, 
I think the injury he had it was like a shoulder injury that he missed a couple of weeks. Um, in his throwing arm side, um, he missed three games because of that. And to me, I think the um, front office and, and the team um, in that front office to me looked the worst um, because you don't call out your quarterback immature and stuff like that, um, in my opinion. And and I think you know I think this is more frustration because of how the season ended as well. Um, because that playoff loss. Um, if Kyler Murray gets traded, I, I don't think he's going to get traded. I think they're going to talk this out, and they're going to, you know, because it's long off season, they're going to be able to talk it out and stuff like that. So I feel like they're going to 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 get over this, and they're going to try to see if both sides um, come to to like like agreement or something. Or try to like come to agreement to improve a certain area of the team, so they can, you know, become a w- more winning team. Because last season, I think they started seven and zero, but then they collapsed. I think um, I-, I can't remember the record. I think their record after that was four and six or something like that. So I just um, I think they're going to talk it over and and hopefully everything goes right for for them. I don't think he gets traded, though. I think either way, though, their relationship isn't going to be as strong, though. Like, either way, their relationship is severed because these things were said. So, yeah. I just want to put that out there. I was just thinking about it, and I think either way, the relationship's going to suffer because of this, and that may trickle down down the line. We don't know yet, but, you know, that was just my... Um, uh, can, can I add one more thing too? Because the mm-hmm. relationship could be a little bit fractured, basically. Yeah. I think I think they need a better coach, the Cardinals. I don't think Clinsbury is is the right coach for for that team. I think they need somebody um, fresh and new. Then is the, I I think it's too late for this um, off season to that. But yeah, I think it's something to watch for um, during the season next season. And Kyler might have some say in that. I don't know. He might, you know, like, look, listen, it's not working. And that might be something they talk about. We don't know. But definitely we'll be watching it. Um, Tolu, do you agree with what's been said? Or, you know, how do you feel about it? I agree wholeheartedly. It's definitely on the organization because Kyler Murray, like, what are the Cardinals without Kyler Murray? Like, literally – He's the best quarterback they've had since Kurt Warner. Like, that was a long time ago. Um, so, for, for you to call your franchise quarterback immature and selfish, self-centered, like, you don't call your, your whole franchise self-centered and immature. So, I believe it's definitely on the front office. Um, like you said, Hermie, their relationship is definitely damaged. Like, it's they're going to make up, but they're – relationship is going to be pretty bad now but I think they'll get over it and um yeah I think they like Gianni said they have to fire that coach because I think he only got hired because he coached Patrick Mahomes that's literally the only reason why he got hired because he coached Patrick Mahomes in Texas Tech that's the only reason why he has a job so they need to get a better coach that's number one and um I think the I think the they'll they're set they just need a better coach but I think they'll get over this. 
they're they're gonna get over it. Kyler's gonna they're not they're not trading Kyler. They're not trading him. So I think they'll get over it. But it's definitely on the organization. It's not on Kyler. All right. Yeah, I agree with everyone. Um, we'll definitely keep you guys posted on that though to see how that ends up. Um, let's get into the next question. So last week it finally happened. We were talking about this a while ago, but the big deal between the Sixers and the Nets finally came true. And a lot of people didn't think it would come true. But Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two firsts to Brooklyn for James Harden and Paul Millsap. Harden is set to wear number one for the team, and Simmons is set to wear number 10 for Brooklyn. Which team do you trust more now in the playoffs? And do you think this was the right move? I'm going to throw it to you, PC. I'm just so satisfied. I'm so relieved. Yep. Hold on. One, one second. Hold on. Because honestly, this calls for celebration. This calls for celebration for WHS on for this shirt. So give me one sec. Here's a toast. For Ben Simmons finally being off of my team. And for James Harden, finally, finally, being in this Philadelphia with Jordan. For a second round exit. For the viewers that can't see PC right now, he's toasting a Capri Sun. Not a bottle of champagne, a Capri Sun. <laughs> totally a Capri Sun. Cheers up to that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Now, on to the question. Which team do I trust the most after this trade is done? Y'all already know who I'm going to say. But, you know, in case y'all don't know who I'm going to say, let me just provide some stats for you that shows how lethal this duo can be in Philadelphia between Joel Embiid and James Harden. Just in the last 12 games alone, Joel Embiid, has been averaging more points than minutes played. And he's been doing this for quite a while now. He's averaging 35 and a half points. That leads the NBA, by the way. Only Shaq has been able to do that in the last 25 years. Um, almost 13 rebounds a game, five assists, one steal, two blocks. He's shooting 51% from the field in just 33 minutes. And James Harden, um, he along with uh, Joel Embiid, um, are the only the two players in the last, um, yeah, only two players in NBA history who have recorded 40-point triple-doubles in 33 minutes or fewer. That's it. Just James Harden and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid just became the second sixer in NBA history to post a 40-point triple-double. Nikola Jokic, who? Um, Joel Embiid in the last 25 games has been averaging more than 33 points per game. And ever since Christmas, Joel Embiid has been averaging more than 32 points per game. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We know what James Harden is capable of doing. Hamstring injury be damned. Uh, even with his hamstring injury, when James Harden is committed to a team, because James Harden wasn't committed to the Brooklyn Nets anymore, and for understandable reasons. When he is committed to winning a game, 
he can still put up the numbers that we all know James Harden could put up. In the 11-game losing streak that the Nets have now, by the way, the Nets are on an 11-game losing streak. They're currently, what, the ninth seed in the East? Um, James Harden, in the games that, you know, matter to him, I guess, uh, he posted 36 points per game. He also posted 30 points per game. Or, excuse me, 30 points in a game. So, if you add that to Philadelphia with Joel Embiid, who's already playing an MVP level right now, who's going to stop us? Ben Simmons? I mean, Ben Simmons, cool. You got a new number, Ben 10. Ooh, such a cool nickname, you know. I mean, I hope that nickname will be able to give you a new jump shot as well uh, because passing up open dunks in the playoffs, defense can only get you so far. You only got Kyrie for half of those games anyway and KD is just going to be by himself once again. That's why he was upset that James Harden even requested a trade out of Brooklyn because KD knows understands. it's just him now and sometimes Kyrie it's all KD. That's why, you, that's why you pick Rudy Gobert over James Harden in the All-Star Game Selection show. I, I mean, a part of me doesn't blame him for doing that uh, because, look, I think he and I both understand that Ben Simmons, while he adds, you know, playmaking abilities um, and elite defense to a team that needs it, uh, he isn't doing anything for you on offense. So um, if you're asking me which team do I trust more in the playoffs, it has to be, has to be the Philadelphia 76ers. Doc Rivers be damned, okay? But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, I think starting five alone, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, uh, Matisse Thibel, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, that's a championship starting five right there. And there will be no excuses going forward for the Philadelphia 76ers. There can't be any more excuses going forward for the Philadelphia 76ers and James Harden. We have everything that we need now to win a championship and bring a championship back to the city of Philadelphia. We've been looking for this moment for the last decade in this city. We can't let it go to waste. Simple. Okay. Um, Tolu, what do you think? Yeah, PC, uh, I agree. You should trust the Sixers more. I mean, they, yeah, y'all got James Harden. You got the player you wanted. You traded away Ben Simmons. That doesn't mean you won the trade, though. You guys got finessed. <laughs> you guys got finessed. You gave up Ben Simmons with Seth Curry, who's a good shooter, with Andre Drummond, not, and you gave up two first-rounders? You gave the Nets two first-round picks. You guys overpaid. You guys definitely overpaid for James Harden because James Harden has a bad hamstring, and you gave up two first-round picks with a good shooter and Ben Simmons. I'm not saying Ben Simmons is good, but two first-round picks, two first-rounders for a guy with a bad hamstring? I don't know, PC, but anyways... I'm going to obviously the Sixers won the trade. 
him still going off for 36 or something to lose. I think it was actually against your Lakers. Oh, okay. Well, so, I'm just I, saying, two first-round picks for a 32-year-old with bad hamstring, I don't like that. Well, anyway, but obviously, I'm trusting the Sixers in the playoffs because we don't know if Kyrie's going to play and KD's going to be all by himself. But like you said, PC, you guys have no excuses now. James Harden has no excuse now. He This is where he wanted to play. Okay, he's had many opportunities to go to the finals, and he's came up short. This time, he has no excuses. He's got Joel Embiid. He's still got Tobias Harris. They somehow, I don't know how, they kept Tyrese Maxey. That's going to be a good backcourt. But (laughs) um, James Harden has no excuse now. He better make it to the finals. He better win a championship. Otherwise, he's going to be known as a playoff choker. That's what he's going to be known for. Okay, TK. Do you agree with that? Well, first of all, I'm never going to agree, agree with PC Kellerman or Tolu. I don't even give a damn what you name his last name. <clears throat> first of all, even if even if I agree with him, I still disagree with him. Now, well, as far as who won the trade, I would say this. As far as the right now, it's 100% the Sixers. Absolutely. But I will say, I think for the future... I really think those two first-round picks are going to come in handy, bro, for the Nets. And I think that could be huge for the Nets in the future, um, depending on how they use it. They can use it for a trade to get another superstar. Um, they can actually draft. But I think that what's going to happen is KD will have another superstar, and they're going to use those two first-round picks that they got from the Sixers, and they're going to use it to get another superstar. Uh, who the superstar is, I don't know yet. Um, we can have that conversation on another podcast or another time. But, yeah, that's that's – when that's that's the first thing I thought when the Nets got those two first round picks is that they're just going to use those two <clears throat> excuse me picks to get a superstar. So um, I think that's definitely something we're going to have to pay attention to, um, which is why I'm going to say my answer is going to be that I think for right now the Sixers definitely won the trade because they're in win now mode. Uh, James Harden, James Harden, and Joel Embiid is definitely enough in the East to win you a championship. I don't care who it's against: the Bulls, the Heat, the Celtics. The Nets, I don't, I really, I'm the Bucks. I don't care who it is. I think that when you have James Harden healthy and you have a Joel Embiid on the same team healthy in the playoffs, that's a problem for any team in the East. This ain't this. This isn't the West where the teams are a bit tougher. Um, as now, I as now, like I said, we may be having a completely different conversation next year, depending on what the Nets do with those uh, two first round picks and PC. I would love to know what you think the Nets are going to do with those picks, bro. Do you, th- do you think they're going to use those two picks? Or do you just really not care because you're just so glad that Ben Simmons is off your team? Let me tell you something. For months, months, y'all kept telling me that Daryl Morey should have traded Ben Simmons for Malcolm Brogdon. That's what y'all told me. For months. I hear Daryl Morey slander left and right. Daryl Morey should be fired this. That you're not getting a trade for Ben Simmons that. That we have to trade Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thibel and multiple first-round picks to trade away Ben Simmons in order to get the superstar back. That's all I heard for months. Months, TK. And now, finally, finally, we got not only our guy, but we also got a backup center back. We also got one of the best shooting guards of all time in return for Ben Simmons. 
and we only had to give up Seth Curry, who's been struggling shooting for the last month and a half. Andre Drummond, who a lot of people think is a bum, but hey, if yo if if we were able to trade him away, go by all means trade him away. A guy that passed up an open dunk in Game Seven at the Eastern Conference Semifinals at home and two firsts. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all, at all. People are saying that, oh, Sixers lost that trade. No, no, no. Sixers won that trade because a lot of people were telling me that we had to give up Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thibel in order to get a guy like James Harden. And that's the scary part about all this, boys and girls. Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thibel are still Philadelphia 76ers. And you add James Harden to that already stacked team, and you're telling me that I should be worried or... What was your what was your question again, TK? Sorry, I went on kind of a skew. Well, um, it's actually funny that you said that because I just want everybody to understand. PC just gave us a five minute soliloquy that had nothing to do with what I asked him. All for real though, PC. For real though. All here's my question. (laughs) The question I the question I asked you was, do you think the Nets are going to use the two first round picks? That they got from you. Also, keep in mind this. Um, I've read reports that Brooklyn or, or New York as a whole is going gonna, is gonna to lift the mandate. So Kyrie Irving may play in the playoffs this season, for one thing. Now, Kyrie... Uh, full time. Full time, yes, full time. Um, KD's coming back. He'll be back by the playoffs. Now, PC, this is what I'm saying. Because it doesn't happen this year. The trade deadline is over, so it's done. I'm saying next year, okay... Let's what do what do do you think that the Nets are going to use the two first round picks? Because I, I think that the Nets, the thing that they pushed for the most was probably those two first round picks. They got they, they knew you they weren't getting Maxi, which you guys are smart for not giving up Maxi. I think that's that's a huge W for you guys. Like keeping Maxi should have been the most important thing. But I think that they pushed for those two first round picks because you can use two first round picks to get another star next to. Kyrie Irving, KD, and now Ben Simmons. Do you think that that's a possibility at all? They have a 2023, they have our 2023 first round pick, and they have our 2027 first round pick. All right. So it's not like if, if they if they find a star in the bottom like five of the draft, which I think where our pick will even what our pick will be, I'll be surprised. But 2027, so, that that's a big pick. That's an important pick right there, 2027, because who knows how but, Philly is going to look like by then. But it's all four years from now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, anything can happen, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I okay, real, so Gianni, real quick. Gianni, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Trey. Go ahead, Trey, go ahead. Uh, yeah, real quick, I just want to say, because PC had mentioned that Harden is, like, Harden would be with Embiid and Thibault and Maxi, and I mean... Uh, Millsap is there, good backup uh, center uh, slash power forward, but you also got to look at the Nets, too. Like, if they do lift the mandate, you have Kyrie back full time, KD's coming back, Ben Simmons will play, he'll be surrounded by Steph Curry, LaMarcus Aldridge does not look bad right now, Patty Mills is still a decent six-man, they got a team around them, they got shooters, so, like, Ben Simmons, he's not going to be a pivotal part on the offense. They're not even going to look at him on offense. And I doubt he's really that there he for would defense. take KD out of the game plan 
him or Kyrie. They're going to score. Doesn't matter who's playing and who's not playing. Because you've seen this. Last year, KD single handedly almost carried Andrew James Harden to the Eastern, which called to the finals last year, bro. Almost got him to the finals last year. If Harden would have put up four more points, they would have won that game. Even everybody says KD's foot too big. Yeah, I get it. But Harden, he wasn't 100%. He hasn't been 100% when it matters mostly in a while. And I mean, who knows? Not saying he'll do the same this season, but. As far as winning the trade, I think it's very equal. But, I mean, I don't see any clear winner right now, if that makes sense. I think it's, like, very equal. That, that's a good way. Like, I think the, I think Philly, Philadelphia has to win the championship this year, bro. Because, like I said, I think going into next season, everything that Gianni said is true. The East is not as weak as it used to be. I think going into next season is how I feel about how Gianni feels right now. I think we're going to have six to seven teams that, that have a legitimate chance of winning, of coming out of the East next season. I'm saying right now, though, if we're going by right now, I, I, I got like maybe five teams. Maybe, maybe five, if I'm being generous. If, if I'm being non-biased, Bucks, Heat, um, damn, Bucks, Heat, Sixers. So Bulls, 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 yeah, Bulls, 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 Bulls. I'm not counting the Nets. I'm not counting. I'm not. I'm not counting the Celtics. I'm not counting the Raptors. If we play, if we play the Sixers or the Nets, we're losing. Off rip. We're losing. Uh, off yeah, rip. So, so really, four teams. You know, uh, I mean, Heat, Bulls, uh, Bucks. I say five Sixers. teams. I say I'm, five I'm teams. A, I, 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 and this may be a bit of a hot take, but I just, I don't believe in the Bulls. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they have. If, if I'm having, if I'm having to take a team off, I probably take off the Bulls because of the inexperience. But I'm just saying, like this year is four teams. I think next year, how Gianni feels now is how I would feel, is how I feel about next year. I'm just saying, man. So I, I want to ask y'all one question before, and then we can move on, bro. So let's say that let's say the Nets do package up a deal, right, with the two first round picks. What superstar do you think they could get? Like, like a Brandon Ingram? Could they get like somebody like that? Like maybe like. Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill. Okay, yeah. so Bradley Bill. I really like that one. Actually. The thing is, yes, they need shooting. And Seth Curry can only take these so far, but they also need a legitimate center. Um, and uh, I love Andre. He's been, he's been, you know, great as a backup for us, you know, this year for Philadelphia. Yeah. But that's as a backup. Okay. I, I, you know, I'll know if you can trust something coming as a starter in the playoffs, you can go out and you can get a Miles Turner who's right there. Um, but that when those seasons, uh, they just pick up Tyrese Halliburton who's been out his mind as of late. And that might change Miles Turner in terms of staying in Indiana. So, you know, if you're Brooklyn, I'm not looking at shooters. I'm looking at centers. Um, Miles Turner there, I'd be aggressive with that. He's that probably deal. They almost got Myers Turner. Um, in this, they were that close. Yeah, they were that close, man. That would have put them over the top, in my opinion. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, well, let's move on. That was quite the discussion. Um, let's get into the last question. The NBA trade deadline did end last Wednesday. Outside of Brooklyn and Philly, which team do you think won the NBA trade deadline? I'm going to throw it to you, TK. What do you think? 
I'm gonna just make mine short and simple. To be honest, I looked at the list today of, of teams that were traded and honestly, it's none to me, to be honest. Absolutely none. I mean, none of the teams won besides Brooklyn and Nets. None of the teams hit like that. But if I had to pick one, I guess the one that excited that I that I saw on paper and I was like, damn, I actually like that. Because he's one of my favorite players. Um he's just been injured a lot lately. But uh Porzingis, I guess Porzingis to Washington. Um I just didn't expect that, it, it, and it, it happened like I, I just didn't think that they would trade him. I can't believe they moved on from um, Porzingis just so soon. So uh, Washington, they suck anyway. I'm sorry, Washington fans, if, if any of you guys are listening to this. Um, it's not really going to do anything. I mean, you now have another star on the team next to Bill, I guess. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like I said – that's probably the next best trade that I saw it in, in my opinion. Because like I said, none of these teams really hit on anything that that are made me go damn. That puts them over the top and puts them and makes them, I don't know, finals contenders or or something like that. So, um, yeah, man, it's hard when you it's hard when you trade James Harden and Ben Simmons. I mean, two of the top players in the league. So, I mean, it's hard to top that. But like I said, I guess Porzingis to Washington. All right. Um, let's see. Sean, how do you feel about the trades that happened? And who do you think won? There's two teams that came to mind. One that I was going to pick and one that I did end up picking. The one that I was going to pick was Trey's team. I feel like the... Why why am I blanking on his name? Derek White pickup. It was very big for them. I think his defense... And his playmaking is going to be a huge help. That's exactly what they needed. They needed a playmaker. They didn't have a true point guard, really. He, that's what he's going to bring. Then, after that move, they decided to trade for Bam Adebayo's son, Daniel Tice. And I'm just not a fan of that move. I was this close to picking them, but Daniel Tice is a scrub. He's not going to get cooked in the playoffs. He's with us. He was nice in Boston, though. Yeah, he was. He nice got destroyed by Bam in Boston. It's Bam Adebayo. You act like that's fair, yeah, but Bam, that's fair. Bam, Bam, Bam is literally a top three center in the league, bro. Like if you still, get, he was averaging damn near thirty on right. him. He's cool, a top three oh, center in the league here, bum. Daniel Tice is a bum. Not a fan of that move, but the Derek White move I do like. The overall winners of the trade deadline, in my opinion, I think I might be a little biased. I'm a huge fan of this player, and I'm not the biggest fan of the play style of the guy they traded. I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers, trading DeMontis Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton's a stud, in my opinion. He's going to be a future multi-time All-Star, possibly even All-NBA. They traded Sabonis, who is a good player. You could even argue a really good player. I just think his play style isn't really meant for the modern NBA. The non-being good defender. He's not a good defender. He's not a great shooter. Solid in the mid-range. He slows down the offense because you have to feed him post-touches. I'm just not a big fan of his play style. I don't think it's what contributes to winning. Halliburton's on the other end. Being a, able to dominate the ball. Get to the rim. Shoot. Pull up. Playmake. Doing all of that. I think he's a great player. And I just think he's a great pickup for the Pacers future. Still don't get why the Kings traded him. Okay, um, PC, how do you feel about the trades? Um, quick honorable mention has to go to the Pelicans. 
who are, you know, in playing potential. Uh, and they acquired CJ McCollum from the Blazers uh, to help Brandon Ingram and, um, you know, out with that team. But they also traded away uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker uh, in, in that trade, who uh, then proceeded to get traded to uh, the Jazz. So, I mean, you know, the Pelicans, they, they like, took two steps forward and took two steps backwards. So, um, I do want to give an honorable mention to them, uh, because it started out great, but, you know, obviously, you know, and, and, um, but I, I'll say my winner, uh, as much as it pains me to say this, I think I have to go with the Celtics, um, because I really do like the Derek White trade, um, adds defense to a team that desperately needs it, uh, Playmaking abilities. Uh, I mean, it's an already an automatic upgrade from Dennis Schroeder and Josh Richardson. Um, you know, so uh, Derek White, uh, he's young. Um, you know, I think that uh, that helps with uh, here. Ek Udoka, um, you know, his play style or his cooking style. Um, you know, Daniel Tice. Um, as much as I kind of agree with Sean, he's kind of um, uh, Samsung, he got posterized by B multiple times. Um, Once you know, again, it's, Daniel Tice is 7'8". You uh, niggas are naming 6'11 and up players, bruh. It's, 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 you know what, it, you know what, he's a guy that knows Boston. He's, uh, he's better than Ennis Freedom. So I'll say that. Um, you know, but, but that's, that's why I think, uh, won the honor. Because there weren't really... You know, that many active teams that, uh, you know, for this trade deadline. But Austin was definitely one of those teams, and they're currently out right now. Um, and they made the right trade. So, you know, for me, it's Austin. Johnny, what did you think? Um, I agree, um, Boston. I think from all the moves, I think Boston, um, they got um, a good defensive point guard, um, better than Dennis Schroeder. Um, I was looking at Boston basically on uh, since Christmas. I think they had the number one rank like defensive rating in the league, and it's kind of insane that they actually changed their their season around. I think they won like each straight or something like that, and right now they're like the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. I didn't see them turning it around like this, so I think it's a good move for them. And I think from all the other moves other than Philly and Brooklyn, I think that's probably. The, the best move on all right well that concludes our questions of the week and we are going to get into our way too early super bowl predictions so i'm gonna go around and ask the guys who they think will win the super bowl next year based off of the teams that we have set up right now and how you think they can perform so tk Right off the bat, I want to know who you think is going to win Super Bowl next year. Um, so for next year's Super Bowl, I'm actually going to say the Rams make it back. Call me crazy, but I think, I think the Rams make it back. Um, yeah, man, the AFC is extremely loaded next year, bro. I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go with Rams versus Bills. I think the Bills finally take that next next step they took the next step this year get into getting to where they got i think they take the next next step next year they've been to an afc championship already um 
if Josh Allen gets the ball in overtime, we might be having a conversation where the Bills are in the Super Bowl going against the Rams this year. Um, so I think when you look at it from that point, when, when you look at it from that way, I think they'll make some. I'll make. I think they'll make the the necessary changes they need to make this offseason to add the, the add the necessary players they need on offense. Get Josh Allen some offensive line pieces because he really needs one. Um, Got to protect that dude. And I I I think the Bills finally get it done next year. So I'm gonna go Bills versus Rams. Bills win 27-24. All right. I kind of like that. I like the idea of that. Um, Sean, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl next year? Who do you think will play? And, yeah, what do you think? So, from the NFC, I think I'm going to go with the 49ers. They'll finally be free from Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan will have a mobile quarterback to build around. Trey Lance, I think he's going to have a big year next year and make the Super Bowl. I don't know why TK's laughing. Uh, in the AFC, um, between the Chiefs and the Bills, we've seen the Chiefs make it. The Bills kept coming up short. I'll go with the Bills this time. I think they make it. Bills 49ers, my winner, I'll go, go with the Buffalo Bills. All right, so two for the Bills. Um, Trey, who do you think will win the Super Bowl next year? Who do you think is going to play, and how do you think it will turn out? I will say this. Any team that ends up with Aaron Rodgers, go ahead and cancel Christmas because you're not getting nowhere. Uh, I mean, with the NFC, I do think, however, the Rams are the favorite right now. But if teams like, uh, not New Orleans, they're done. If teams like 49ers, like Sean said, make a move with their quarterback, I can see them having a chance. Uh. And then for the AFC, I mean, it's hard to go against the Chiefs knowing that they'll, you know, do what they do usually every year. Also, the Bills have been looking good. I mean, I think if they get a real running back, there'll be a real problem. They're running back. If they get a real running back, there'll be a problem. Maybe one guy on their defensive line to help out. I mean, everybody else on their team is pretty much, they're pretty much stacked everywhere besides the old line like that too. But, I mean, Sean and me got the same pick, 49ers and Bills, depending on quarterback situation next year. But just had to copy me. I, you went first. There was no copy. Shame so. on you. So y'all putting y'all faith in Trey Lance. Y'all putting y'all faith in Trey Lance. That's what I'm hearing, right? Yes, yes, I am. Okay. And right. Kyle Shanahan and that defense. Not Trey, not Trey Lance per se, but if they can oh, yeah. do damage with Jimmy G, I mean, I think they'll do damage with anybody at quarterback. Exactly what Trey said. I'm not expecting Trey Lance to be a superstar. I'm just expecting him to meet the requirement of being better than Jimmy Garoppolo, which is not hard. Okay. Really not. That. All right. Um, PC, who do you think will win the Super Bowl next year and who do you think will play? I'm going to go with the Bills. AFC, I think Josh Allen is determined to get over that hump. Um, Chiefs, um, there's something, there's something not clicking with Kansas City that I just can't put my finger on. Um, and it just, it wasn't there. Defense. defense, it's defense. Defense, maybe it's just them not having a legitimate wide receiver too. Like, there's just. There's something that's just off with the Chiefs. And I think that Bills will expose that next year. They might even see each other again next year. Josh Allen might finally get his. 
So that's why I'm for the AFC. For the NFC, I'm gonna sound crazy for saying this, but let's be real. Who else? Who else do we have coming out of the NFC except the 49ers, the Rams, and like that? That's it. That's it. Um, they still have a great roster. I'm. I'm just saying. I think we get a Rams Bills or excuse me, a, a Packers Bills Super Bowl next year. Um, maybe Aaron Rodgers finally gets over that hump. They have a great special teams coordinator now. I mean, there should be no excuses. I mean, a lot can obviously change, but that's why I have Super Bowl next year. Bills versus Packers. TK's done with you. <laughs> you know Trey's not a fan of that. Oh, I know. I'm just, uh, I, I mean, just done with Aaron, man. I mean, I just three they times, did get a new special three, teams TK, coach. Bro, TK, three times in a row, that's a lot. Four times you think that would be enough for niggas to stop taking the Packers. I guess they won five, bro. I guess they won five. <laughs> they did get a new special teams coach. But Trey, who, who, else, who else is being the Packers? Let's be real. Like, let's, let's. The, the, the Rams. Rams. Why, the is, Packers, why is nobody the saying the Rams? Can beat why, the have, why did nobody bro. say the Rams? Wait, wait, okay, I think the problem with the Rams is they might lose a lot this offseason. Donald probably won't retire, but it's they not impossible. Time out, time out, time out. Just let me finish. Just let me finish, okay? Just let me finish. Hear me out, please. Look, the Rams, the Packers beat the Rams. The Niners, the only touchdown they scored in that game was on special teams, okay? Aaron Rodgers could play better. Yes, that's the game of football, though, guys. That's the game of football, and sometimes that is how it plays out. Who else do you think has a legitimate chance at beating Green Bay with the roster that they have? They beat uh, Rams. They you beat- realize Robert Woods was not playing. If Robert Woods, Odell, and Cup play, it's over, bro. It's over. Like that's hard. That's kind of like the Bucks roster with the uh, Mike Evans, Godwin, and AD. That's it's literally almost identical, bro. That's hard to stop. Play. The only person that did not play in that game was Robert Woods in that regular season matchup between the Rams and the Packers. And that was in Lambo. Okay. Like, I, I just, I don't see any other team with a better roster than Green Bay. As of right now, this is still way too early, which says today, way too early Super Bowl predictions. As of right now, there aren't many rosters in the league that are better than the Packers. All right. Uh, I well, you're kicking your head. Uh, what do you think? I feel like I'm Kodak Black in 2015. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the wrong thing. Gods, you already know when I'm seeing Kodak Black. You already know what team I'm picking to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Obviously, I think the Rams are going to go back because they're going to bring back basically almost the same team, except maybe Aaron Dong might retire. So... I think the Rams are going to go back. Again, this is very early, so I might change my mind as the season starts next year. But I'm picking the the, the Rams to go back to the Super Bowl. And you already know, if I'm singing Kodak Black, I'm thinking the Baltimore Ravens are going to the Super Bowl next year because we're going to be healthy. Please, knock on wood. We're going to be healthy next year 
We're good. We have a top 14. We have a top 20 draft pick. You guys don't realize this. We have a top 20 draft pick. <laughs> and now we're going to use that pick to trade in any trade. We could trade for any star we want because we have a top 20 draft pick. Marlon's coming back. Marcus is coming back. JK and Gus is coming back. Rodney Stanley's coming back. Rashad Bateman is finally going to have a full season, and he's better than Jalen Rager. Roderick, okay? He's going to have a full season with Marquise Brown, with Mark Andrews, who's the best tight end in football. Yeah, I said it. He's better than Travis Kelsey. We're going to, the Baltimore Ravens are going to be they're, Lamar's gonna take us over to the top. I don't know why you sleeping, TK. Like your team does not does not is not the Denver Broncos. You need to wake up because you you, you I don't know why you sleeping on my team. We are going to make it. We're going to make the AFC Championship game. We're gonna beat the Buffalo Bills because it's gonna be Baltimore Ravens versus Baltimore Buffalo Bills. We're gonna make the Super Bowl, and Lamar's gonna get that that ring that he so deserves. Ravens, Rams, next year Super Bowl. When y'all was healthy, y'all couldn't surpass the Bills, bruh. So I don't know what makes you think this year will be any different. But I mean Because we're we have a, we're gonna have a totally different team, buddy. Totally different. That team, team. is not it's not gonna be this team, bud. But what also Tolu Tolu, I, I can't even believe I need to tell you this. A top twenty pick does not get you any superstar, bro. A top I didn't say five any superstar. To top you did. I said it's going to get us a really good player. You said a no, superstar, no, no, bro. You said superstar. You you said superstar. No, you said a superstar, superstar good player. That's the same thing. No, 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 no. That's a no, very it's big not. Yes, it is. Superstar. It is, is a very clear distinction. Yes, it is. Keep hanging on the outside. Keep hanging. Oh, by the way, we were number one in the AFC with a banged up team, by the way. But, you know, that's nothing. Right, so total highest. Um, nothing's new. Um, Gianni, hey, who do you think will go to the Super Bowl next year, and who do you think will win, and what do you think the outcome will be? For the NFC, I think I'm gonna go with the Rams. And for AFC, this might shock all of you. Um, is a team that missed the playoffs by two games in the division. I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens, same as Tolu. If, wow! I'm telling you, Gianni knows ball. Gianni knows ball. You see, you, I want to tell you something crazy about the Ravens. Stop! 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 Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Time out! Time out, Gianni. Did you not just hear what I just said? Weren't you the same guy that said that the Browns were going to go to the Super Bowl last offseason? And look what happened to nope, them. Because we, we have Lamar Jackson. No, I Jackson, said they were going to get to the AFC Championship game. I picked the wrong team in Ohio to go to the championship <laughs> game. This is... Bro. Um, Johnny, I, how much did Tolu pay you to say that? No, he... Uh, John, Gianni Gianni probably not a lot ball. because he's a manager Gianni, at Burger King. Gianni but... just knows ball. Gianni okay, just I want to tell you ball. something about the Ravens. The Ravens, I know they had like 30 injuries... Lamar Jackson got hurt when they were like eight and three, but when they were mm-hmm. eight and three, they were the number one seed in the AFC. I know. Um, with all that, the injuries, by the way. Yeah, with all those injuries, I know the Chiefs started slow. The Bills were like up and down after they started so hot. Um, Baltimore, to me, that division is like tough. Like you never know with that division who's gonna come out on top. We got the Bengals come out. 
from nowhere, basically. I know Burrow is amazing and everything, but to me, I think Baltimore is going to bounce back. Now, mm. no, PC told me told us about the Chiefs. They have so many issues, and and you could tell that it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl for them. Exactly. And Buffalo, they need a running back. I know mm-hmm. this is right now. By by August, I might change this pick. Okay, so for the most part, everyone agrees the Rams are going back, um, which I also agree. I think it's a pretty good ability. Um, with that, let's get into off the top rope with you boys, PT and Trey. It is time to talk about wrestling. Guys, go ahead and take it away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Off the top rope with your boys, PC and Trey. Trey, how you feeling, sir? Uh, you know, I'm doing well. Rams won the Super Bowl. As I predicted, I should have bet money. Don't know why I didn't, but oh well. How you feeling, PC? Uh, it's funny you say that I was actually one point off at winning another $1,000 in that game. So, you know, uh, a, bit, a bit disappointing. But, you know, we ball, we ball. We have the current RBW WWE prediction ship, if I'm assuming here, Iron Man Stark. Welcome to the WHS podcast, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really great seeing you again, man. Don't worry. I'll be back very soon. I'll be back very soon. That's awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Deal with the assault life very soon. Um, but let's jump into the segment finally, boys. Uh, starting with uh, Dolph Ziggler. Now, you've been keeping up with XC at all. Uh, I know a lot of people have fallen off ever since they, they turned into a, you know, uh, dynamite type show. But, uh, you know, XC 2.0. Uh, Braun Breaker, NXT champion, set to take on Santos Escobar for the NXT championship tomorrow night at the time of this recording. And during contract signing, we had a surprise return to NXT. Dolph Ziggler is moving to Tuesday nights um, to help with that brand. Uh, now, he, he did still have a match on Raw, and he even saw an appearance from Tommaso Ciampa as a guest commentator on Raw. Um, what, what do you guys think of this move? I, I think, personally, I love it. Um, you know, it's just more exposure to the NXT, uh, you know, third brand. But uh, what do you guys think of it? Sark, you're, you're our guest, uh, so you go first. I agree with you. I love the move. As you've seen, it benefited Mandy Rose to go down to NXT for a little bit. And look at her career right now. It's looking like the best it's ever been. So when she comes back up to the main roster, which I think eventually will happen, She's going to be in a lot better place. And I know Ziggler is a lot later on in his career, but I still think even at this age, it'll still benefit him because with um, Robert Roode going on Raw, they didn't really have too much going on as of lately. They started to fall off a little bit, but I agree with you. I thought it was a great move, and I'm excited to see what's next for them. I know. You, you, uh, what do you think of the trade? Oh, yeah. I was going to say probably I had seen somewhere he had claimed he's moving to Tuesday night, so it might be permanent after – this week on Raw, whatever. I don't know, but he can do both, like PC said, for sure. He can do. What both. do you think, Bobby? What do you think Robert Roode does if Ziggler really? transitions full by oh, himself? <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah, I, there really isn't much for Robert Roode to do, is there? I agree. There's not really. <laughs> what is he gonna do? He can, he can job to Priest one week. I mean, but it's like, 
he's probably going to be 24 7 championship. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. You get what you get. Uh, let's move on to the next segment here. Uh, let's talk about Jeff Hardy. Um, because recently he came out there with you um, and said that he rejected an offer from WWE to not only return, but to return and be inducted into the Hall of Fame class for 2022. Um, this move was bold to say the least, but I think, you know what, I, I, I think it's good on Jeff Hardy because, um, you know, they did really release him for essentially assuming that he was intoxicated the night that he got sent home. Um, he gets to, to wrestle with his brother again, which we all know Matt's been hyping up ever since he got released. Um, you know, it's only a matter of time before we see the Hardy Boys in AEW. So, um, I, I mean, it's going on Jeff, but at the same time, there is a part of me that, that really wanted Jeff to return, you know, just to hash things over because I think WWE had some like real legitimate plans for him. But um, what what do you guys think about the uh, situation, Trey? So, I mean, as far as him rejecting to return to WWE, it felt like before he got released or whatever, it just felt like he had nothing left to do. Like, yeah, he's teaming up with McIntyre and all, but for I don't blame him for rejecting the offer. I mean, because this has been a recent problem in the past, the alcohol uh, allegations, the drug use, all that. So, I mean, why go through that with them, especially with the way that they went about it with the release? I mean, he goes to AEW. That's cool and all. I'd like to see him with Matt one more time, get his championship um, tag run. But as far as uh, him rejecting the Hall of Fame, it makes sense in everything. Yeah, did I wish Jeff Hardy came back? And would I have loved to see him get that title shot against Roman Reigns and put on the couple four dream matches? Absolutely. But do I disagree with Jeff? No, I think he did the right thing. They released him, like you said, off of assumptions. And only a couple months later, I already won him back and given these promises and Hall of Fame. And so I would have turned them down too. It's like, it was the right move. And then you still see all how excited Matt Hardy is about these um, these meetings they have coming up and the possibility of tagging again, coming back up, which is exciting for them. I know it's something that they're looking forward to. And now that he's out of that WWE contract, I think it was the right move for him to decline. That WWE kind of, you know, back themselves into a corner once again with that. Um, but hey, we get to see Hardy boys one more time, possibly in AEW. Um, and they can possibly become the first tag team in all of history to win the ROH tag team titles, the WWE tag team titles, and possibly the AEW tag team I can see that happening. Um, So real possibility. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Who's the tag team champs right now in AEW? Is it the Lucha Bum still, or did it change? Uh, Jurassic Express, a Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So, who knows? I think that's a match that, um, you know, if they were able to drop their titles anyway, it'd definitely be them. So, uh, quick, uh, quick switch up. But uh, let's get to the final segment for off the top rope this week. Elimination Chamber is in Saudi Arabia. 
this Saturday, as I mentioned prior, uh, is at 12 noon Eastern, 9 Pacific this Saturday. Uh, so if you're on the West Coast, you got to wake up early to see this card. Um, and it's a pretty set card. Uh, they, I think WWE has been doing a much better job at uh, building up these um, these Saudi shows you know, a lot better. Um, the Elimination Chamber is, uh, you know, obviously uh, a, a great uh, violent event to attend. So let's get to the first match here. Starting with the WWE Championship being defended in the Elimination Chamber. The almighty Trace Boy, Bobby Lashley, will be taking on a field of Austin Theory, a.k.a. Vince's Lackey, AJ Styles, Seth Frickin' Rollins, Brock Lesnar, and Riddle. Who do you guys have winning? Trey, as much as I love Bobby Lashley, if I'm booking this, I'm picking Bobby Lashley to win, go into WrestleMania and defend. But with the way things are being built towards, I can't help but just yeah. think that they're going to go belt win belt at WrestleMania. Roman versus Brock for both belts, meaning Brock Lesnar is going to win this Elimination Chamber match, unfortunately. You know it's crazy? I mean, I don't even disagree with you. It feels like that's what they're going to do. Nobody wants it, but WWE is not really good at giving people what they want and expect. It's like, you're going to take what we give you and you're going to like it. So they do this belt for belt bull. At least we get to see two almighty runs. Well, um, I, I agree with both of you, unfortunately. Um, I think that's where they're going with this. Can I, um, can I make a quick rant? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just I don't know I don't I don't like it like I love how Brock has a personality now I will say that I like how his character is but I don't like that he's winning literally every single thing now like he didn't need to even be in the Royal Rumble nonetheless win it he didn't need to be in that fatal five way to take Big E's belt he didn't have to do that and now he doesn't have any business being in this chamber match like it's it's bothering me to see the way he's being booked right now but just wanted to say that Brett was literally a free agent like, if, if Brock Lesnar wins, which I think is going to happen, there's going to be a lot of backlash to it. But if I had to pick who I want to actually win, I would have AJ Styles win. Um, and you can simply just make a triple threat between himself, Edge, and Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That's a, that's that'd a main it. event. And, I mean, main events for World Title at WrestleMania always bang. I mean, style, or excuse me, Brian versus Edge versus Roman. Um, you know, just uh, off the top of my head, doing a bell. Um, so they always do well. Why why break away from that formula? Please, WWE. Just anything, anything but Lesnar versus Reigns title for title. Nope, nobody wants that. Trust me. Trust me. Hey, man. Uh... Damn, what was I going to say about that? Man, I've been forgetting my train of thought all night. I literally just forgot what I was going to say about that. Damn. If I remember it, I'll bring it up. Well, uh, let's move to the next match. Speaking of Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief is a match two years in the making as he will be taking on Goldberg for the Universal title. Uh, once upon a time, Goldberg won the Universal Championship in Saudi. Uh, against a uh, main redacted wrestler uh, isn't with the company anymore, but you know, uh, we don't really talk about that. Um, 
yeah, who do you guys have winning? Um, and why is it Roman Reigns? Why is it Roman Reigns? Because they're not going to take the belt off of him at Elimination Chamber. If he's losing, it's got to be at WrestleMania or after it. I mean, to all people to lose to, Goldberg, I mean, nobody really wants, nobody even really wants to see Goldberg in this match. I don't want to see Goldberg. I don't want to see, I don't, I don't. So if they're not, they're not going to take the belt off Roman. Roman is going to win. Will it be clean? Probably not. I agree with you on thousand percent. It's like, if Goldberg wants to come back and help some of these younger guys, like, get over and give them some good matches, then good. But I don't like how he's constantly in the title picture. Doesn't really make it believable, but I would have loved to see him face Big E, even if they have that on the plans for WrestleMania. That would be something good. Give Big E his match. Let Big E go over instead of burying him like they have been lately. So with that being said, I agree. Roman Reigns wins that match, and Goldberg hopefully has his last title shot there. Probably not, but hopefully. Um, Lane for Baden plays on the uh, CBS study that he looks like. In that quote, Goldberg is a staple of the Saudi shows for better or worse. And I sadly agree with them, but um, you know, this is going to be an occurrence that Goldberg is going to be at these Saudi shows year in, year out. Have him put over the talent you know, that's here now. Um, so, of course, I have Roman winning. Trey, you, you look like you just remember what you were going to say earlier. Yeah, uh, I was going to say about the Brock Lesnar, the five-man um, elimination, well, six-man elimination chamber match. We, Brock Lesnar, he can't win. This has to be like one of those times where WWE, they like, the script doesn't go how they plan. I don't care. I don't even care if Seth Rollins, I don't even care if Riddle goddamn wins the belt, bruh. Just don't put on Brock Lesnar. Nobody wants to see that. I'm tired of seeing Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for like the 80th time, bruh. It's it's annoying. So, it's annoying. Did you imagine if WWE swerves all of us and has Brock eliminated first? That would oh, that'd be, be amazing. Be. I think I'd, I'd, I would scream. Be. I'd pop. <laughs> that'd be amazing. If he gets eliminated first, Bobby's keeping the belt. So, next matchup. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., Bianca Belair, Deidre, Liv Morgan, and now just announced Alexa Bliss. This is the Women's Elimination Chamber match to determine the number one contender for Becky's title. Who do you guys have winning? Uh, I'll start first here. I don't care about Alexa Bliss' return. I do care, but I don't care enough about her actually winning. She'll make it to the final two. And the final participant winning the actual match will be Bianca Belair. I don't care what you think about her trade. Bianca Belair is the EST, WWE. You better not screw this up for anything because there is money right there in Becky versus Bianca at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. I tell you what, she is the EST. The stupidest, the dumbest, the lamest, the boringest, the most tiredest. Man, the Hey, it's not a word, but I made it a word, okay? <sighs> so tired of seeing her shine, right? Like, give it this up. Why I think that Alexa Bliss is back at the most opportune time. You don't want to see Liv Morgan. Damn sure don't want to see Nikki ASS almost ass. We don't want to see Rhea Ripley, even though she is good. We want to see Alexa Bliss bounce back because 
She took a break after she lost to Charlotte, and now they're building her up slowly, get back comfortable. I think that she'll find a way to win. I don't I don't see Bianca winning. When mine do drop. Do 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 drop. Yes, sir. But hey, Alexa Bliss, my pick, man. Anybody but Bianca. All right, I'm just going to start by saying we absolutely don't want to see Dewdrop. We absolutely don't want to see Liv Morgan anymore. Rhea Ripley, I wouldn't mind, not going to lie. Alexa being announced, Um, I figured that's who they were going to put in that spot. I didn't see it get confirmed. I actually haven't watched yet. I stopped watching once I joined. But um, that's great. I think, like PC said, she's going to be final two with Bianca. But Bianca is going to win this one. They have unfinished business with Becky versus Bianca dating back to that 20, <laughs> I said 26 second. That quick match at SummerSlam. Bianca never got her revenge. I think she does at WrestleMania this time. Yeah. I lock in Bianca. All right, start. So let's say Bianca does win, okay? That's cool and all. You know, she wins at WrestleMania. She'll lose it right after at the next pay-per-view to Alexa Bliss. So it all would work out. You think so? Yeah, you think uh, literally the right pay per view at uh, WrestleMania Backlash? You think she she takes the belt off it? Probably not right after. They'll probably build it up or something. I don't know, but she'll lose it. She'll get still. You know how she'll lose it in fashion like Kobe lost it. Yep, you heard not Kobe, Kofi. In fashion like Kofi lost it. You heard me. It's going to be brutal. It's not going to be wet. In the Raw Women's Division, you think Bianca so gets Kofi right again? <laughs> The Raw Women's Division is so butt right now. They got Bianca at the top of the card each and every time. I'm so sick of it. We need Asuka back. We need Bailey. We need someone to come save the division. Someone to save the division. And Alexa Bliss, is that someone for right now? I was hoping Asuka was the last person. I was kind of, I was kind of expecting Asuka to, but you know what? I'm not whack. I'm not mad with Alexa. Um... I, I'm with you, TK. TK, it's this like, is no troll. This is straight hatred from the bottom of my heart. This is pure hate. Sure this is no is, troll. Is. Anyways, let's go to the next matchup. It is Becky Lynch uh, defending her Raw Women's Championship. And it's going to be against Lita, who uh, is making a bit of a comeback here. And a lot of people would, you know, expected her to make a comeback. Um, you know, Understandably, she's in great shape. Um, who do you guys have winning? I, I think this is going to be a much more balanced match than what a lot of people is giving credit for. Stark, who do you have first? Oh, I agree 100%. I really love how they've been building this match as well. It's been really enjoyable on Raw. And Lita doing her finishing move off the top rope the other night looked athletic. I was a little surprised. <laughs> but yeah, she um she looks great. Becky is definitely going to hold on. They're not going to go into WrestleMania without Becky as champion, but I think it, like you said, it's going to be a lot better match than people think. Lita still definitely has it, and it's going to be a fun one, but Becky Becky leaves as champion. But I think I agree with you, Stark, uh, completely. You and PC, it's going to be a much better match than people anticipate. Like, it's a, <clears throat> it's a very even matchup. Like, Becky, she's not as powerful or as strong as she used to be before the kid, but she's still a good wrestler. She's still smart. And, I mean, Lita being her hero and the storyline that they built it up to be, the match is going to bang. It's going to be it's gonna be a good match. I mean, of course, Becky Lynch will retain and go on to WrestleMania to defend against Alexa Bliss. But Lita versus um, Becky, this is a good watch. Yeah, this is a 
dream match that not a lot of people consider a dream match because it's not the first like two participants you think of, you know, when you think of a dream match. But uh, I think this uh, match that will exceed expectations, I think, Lita. So there's a lot of, um, you know, people to prove wrong and, you know, to tell them that, hey, I'm in my 40s and I could still do this very well. Um, I think it'll be a great match and great exposure for the woman, um, especially it being, a, it being a Saudi match. So let's go to the next SmackDown tag team titles are on the line. The Usos will be taking on the Vikings. Um, it's kind of been a weird build, but I mean, you figure sooner or later, if the Usos had to defend titles against someone that isn't Green Bay. So I guess Viking Raiders are up next. Viking Raiders, that's a good tag team, but like, I wouldn't see the bloodline, the Usos. I don't think they'll lose their belts until WrestleMania either. Like, they're going to lose theirs. It'll probably be around the same time Roman Reigns loses his or before or even after, but not like a whole pay-per-view before like this. Viking Raiders, it has been kind of a strange build. I'm just not used to seeing them on SmackDown. It still hasn't registered that they're on there yet, even though they've had a quite a bit, few matches. But I think the Usos retain, come up on top. Yeah, um, I damn near didn't win the RPW Championship the other night because I picked Eric to win in this odd build. Uh, I Usually they have the non-title teams take those losses, I mean, take those wins before the pay-per-views come up. So the build has been a little bit odd. It doesn't really seem like a serious feud right now, which is why I'm going to take the Usos to retain. They'll more than likely drop it at Mania with their cousin. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like you guys have said, this build has been really odd. I don't know. It hasn't been too much going on. And I'm not used to seeing them on SmackDown either. I'm probably looking forward to this match least on the card, <laughs> if I'm being honest, because of that build. Honestly, I can see... The Usos dropping their titles to a team that needs a main roster call, uh, call up yesterday. They dropped the tag team titles at Mania to MSK. Perfect team to be on SmackDown. Foxy Six, they're going to love them. Excellent young tag team that is needed in that tag team division. Um, yeah, MSK dropped titles er, to win the titles against the Usos at Mania. In their first match on the main roster. I think that'd be perfect. Um, Easy, bro. That doesn't sound bad at all. Mark my words. Los Lotharios are going to come up and be tag champs soon enough. Yeah, this guy's trolling. They just Look, look. They just beat New Day. Give them some proper build. They can wrestle. I think they'll be tag champs. Soon enough, they probably won't beat the Usos for it. They'll probably beat whoever beats the Usos. But it will be a couple months until then. But they will be champs. Hey, if that happens, I won't be mad because I'm a huge Angel Garza fan. Next up, McIntyre versus Madcap Boss in a false scout anywhere match. Uh, I mean, we all have Drew, right? There, there really is no, no reason to go into depth with this match, right? I'm glad they added the false count anywhere because it's, they're going to have to do something out of the unordinary to make this a non-snooze fest, like Bobby versus Goldberg. Not saying that that was a snooze fest, but what I'm saying is like they needed that false count anywhere to make the match a lot better. Probably the best Goldberg match since he's returned. 
So hopefully they have something good like that with McIntyre and Madcap where they're like fighting outside of the ring, obviously, maybe even in the arena, getting in the concession stand, whatever it takes to make that match entertaining. But I'm not looking forward to that. The waste of Drew McIntyre right now is go is ridiculous, bruh. Nobody wants to see this man against mid-cap Moss, bruh. Like, he's already given him the black eye. He's already beaten him every time. We need to see this man, Drew, in serious contendership with the, the Universal Championship, bruh. Like, stop beating around the bush. Get this man some real comp. They're wasting him. Wasting. Hey, I really I hope s- they're not leading to Drew versus Baron at um, WrestleMania because that that'll be very disappointing. I'm I swear kidding. to God, bro. I know, I know that, and I think that's where they're going to ultimately go. But I will say this: patience, patience does win out in the end. Stark, you know this, Mister. Let you. it play out. Let it right. play out, Mister. Let out. it play out. Yeah. Let it play out. The Sixers ended up getting James Harden for Ben Simmons. And that oh, took yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Patience. So, this man Stark is a Sixers fan and a Bill. Yes, I am. God yes, damn. sir. I think McIntyre deserves his own storyline separate from, you know, the Brock Lesnar storyline. Um, McIntyre deserves that singles match with Roman. Um, I think when we ultimately do get that matchup, um, it's, it's one of the single show. And you can have McIntyre beat Roman or Brock, you know, whoever whoever wins at Mania um, for the Universal titles. So um, that's who I have for you. Um, but now let's get to the next matchup. Naomi, Ronda Rousey, uh, the woman who's going to be facing Charlotte Flair from SmackDown and Sale at WrestleMania, taking on Sonya Deville and Charlotte herself. This is the third match. Um, that will that'll be on the card. So um, you know, shout out to the woman. WWE. Uh, but who do you guys have winning this matchup? Let's be real. I think that Charlotte is going to lose this matchup to Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Ronda Rousey is going to win. Let me tell you why. Because even like a couple years ago when she was on Raw, it didn't take her long to get her first championship. And I think that they're going to go this route. I mean, the way she left Raw is kind of BS. But I mean, I think they'll give her a serious championship run. I think she's back here to stay for a while. I mean, her, she's the, I wouldn't say the only person on SmackDown that can beat Charlotte. Naomi damn near beat Charlotte last night. But I think that's the route that they're going to go. Charlotte is going to lose um, Saturday, and Ronda Rousey will go on to WrestleMania to be the champ. Sir, this is a... I get she won the Royal Rumble, Stark. You're making that face. I get she won the Royal Rumble, but It's a tag team match, sir. It is? It's oh. Ronda and Naomi versus um Charlotte and Sonya. Oh <laughs> man, I thought they I thought they were having the singles. When did they make it a oh, no, tag? No. That's at WrestleMania the singles. Right now they're having a, a tag with Naomi okay. and um Ronda. All right. Well now you know my <laughs> prediction for Mania. Okay, that's yeah. for, okay. For the tag team, it'll be um Charlotte and Naomi. Not Charlotte. It'll be Ronda and Naomi. That's my bad. That's no, you're my good, bad. Man. I thought that the singles was going I don't know why, bro. Maybe because I'm used to WWE messing up singles matches for me. They messed up Bobby at Rose, what's called Extreme Rules. They messed up um, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre at Royal, not Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. I will say I'm getting real tired of this Naomi and Sonya feud. There have been bright spots 
and I'm happy to see Sonya is back in in-ring action, but this feud has just gone on way too long. They need to have a singles at WrestleMania and just have the two never be in the same match for at least two years after this, after how long this has dragged out. I think Ronda and Naomi get the win to give the faces a nice pop in Saudi. I think Ronda's the one, she makes Sonya tap out, so neither Charlotte or Ronda look bad going into their WrestleMania match, so I think Sonya takes the L here. But yeah, Ronda and Naomi stand tall after. I agree. Um, Babyface win here. Um, and I mean, perfect build WrestleMania. I mean, you can't have the challenger losing a uh, you know, big quality match before, you know, a big profile match like this. So uh, I have Naomi and Ronda picking up the victory. And that is the card right now. Uh, as it stands, Elimination Chamber this Saturday in Saudi Arabia. Uh, 12 noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Check in for that pay-per-view, or excuse me, that premium live event. Check in for that premium live event. Uh, it's Park. I want to thank you for coming on for off the top rope this week. Uh, make sure y'all show some love to Stark. What's your What's your Twitter at? It's at Stark PTV. There you go. There you go. Uh, check him out. Uh, he's a valuable asset to RPW. Uh, and I always love having him on. Always love having him on. Sorry. That's all the top rope this week with PC and Trey. Hermie, Sorry. get back on the main podcast. Sorry, before you leave, yeah. you have a stupendous jawline, my friend. <laughs> thank stupendous you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, thank you, for, thank you for having me, guys. Take care. All love. Very handsome man. Gay. The irony. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, that was off the top rope. Good job, guys. And let's get into our mini game of the week. And this is going to be a new mini game for us. So we're doing versus the field. So a sports situation is going to be brought up. And you either choose the favorite or the field, a.k.a. the team or the player you think is more fitting of the situation. So I'm going to start with PC. The Chiefs opened up as the favorites to win Super Bowl 57 next season. Are you taking the Chiefs or the fields? Uh, I kind of revealed it earlier. I'm going to take the field here because I think the fields fit that mold better. Um, I think the Bills are very much well equipped to win the Super Bowl next year. All they need to do is add a legitimate running back to that team. And they can get that if they trade for a Christian McCaffrey, if they trade for an Alvin Kamara, or if they even go out in the draft this year and they get a running back. I, I, I'll, I'll know the running back class as well um, this, uh, this uh, season, but, um, you know, it's just something. Just something that's an upgrade over David Singletary and, and Zach Moss. Um, yeah, that 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 that's not gonna win you a title, guys. And um, you know, I I think that was very much missed in the Brian Dable offense this past season. Um, so get yourself a legitimate RB one Buffalo, and I think you guys have a real chance of winning the Super Bowl next year. So I'm taking the field here. All right, next one's gonna be for Gianni. Who do you have more confidence in being the face of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes or the Fields? I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Um, he accomplished a lot so far early in his career. 
and four AFC Championship um, games, two Super Bowls he went to. Um, he has a ring. I, I can't go against that right now. So he's the face of the NFL. This one's going to be for TK. With Harden finally in Philly with Embiid, are you taking the Sixers to win it all or the fields? Uh, yeah. Sorry, PC, but if you're asking me, <clears throat> this ain't the East no more. Now, if we're taking the field, we're talking about the West and the East. And yeah, man, I'm going to have to take the field. Um, There's this, there's a lot. The West is the toughest. It's always going to be the tougher conference. Um, and then, like I said, we talked about it earlier when I named uh, the three other teams that I think could possibly um, knock the Sixers out of the playoffs. But, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to have to take the field. If it was just strictly the East, I would probably lean more towards the Sixers. But if we're talking about the entire NBA as a whole, Western Conference and Eastern Conference, I'm, I'm going to have to take the field. Okay. Next one is going to be for Tolu. Out of all the teams that made trades at the NBA trade deadline, one of the biggest disappointments were the Los Angeles Lakers, who made zero trades. Are the Lakers the most disappointing team, or are you taking the field? Oh, without question, they're the most disappointing team. Without question. Because that the, the Lakers were right with the Brooklyn Nets, the favorites to win it all. We didn't expect Russell Westbrook Did to Russell commit Westbrook so much. Did miss the game-winning free throws? No, LeBron's okay. always okay. LeBron's exactly. always okay. LeBron's okay. always LeBron always struggles from. The I mean, game. this isn't I new. Mean, let's not this act, isn't let's new. Not act like Russell Westbrook isn't. And you act like Russell Westbrook's a good free throw shooter too, Sean. You act like Russell Westbrook. We all know that la- your last two losses was not on Russell Westbrook. One of them he didn't even okay. play. What, the other what, one he played. What good. about the rest of the season? What about the rest of the season? The fact that he's playing good and y'all still can't win shows how bad your team is. No, Russell's, oh, Russell's Russell like Westbrook. Look, it starts with Russell Westbrook. It he didn't traded, start with Russell played, Westbrook last he game. Played, he's oh getting paid $44 million. He's getting paid $44 million to put up six points. Malik Monk has just about a 20-point game. LeBron, Malik Monk has just about a much 20-point games as Russ, and he's on a mid-level exception. Russ is making $44 million. Don't you see how they try to blame $44 million. Trey, Russell Westbrook had the last two seasons when Russell Westbrook played good and didn't play, and they still lost a bad team. The Lakers suck. It's his fault. And what PC, you're disgusting. PC, you're a disgusting, <laughs> filthy animal because you ask this question and you're just sitting there just having the time of your life smiling. TK and Tolu. Anyways, anyways. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. Yes, the Lakers have been disappointing. Rob Palenka, you are fat. You are a bum. I don't know why the hell. How did you represent Kobe Bryant? I don't understand. You don't know what the hell you are doing. Tolu, you can't let us no picks. Do you not see what he's doing? First of all, doing? Rob Palenka, first of all, Rob Palenka, R.I.P. Kobe, the GOAT. Rob Palenka is purposely sabotaging LeBron James so that he does not get the same amount of rings as Kobe Bryant. He no, is paying brothers, homage to trolls. The trolls. He is paying homage to Kobe. He is purposely trying to keep LeBron from getting a fifth the- ring. This is true. TK but Rob Palenka, you literally are like the worst GM I've ever seen in my life. Like you are so bad. You don't know how to manage no picks. Like literally, you are you you can't build a roster, bro. You really, I, you cannot uh, build a roster. Literally, your our whole roster is full of thirty year old 
washed bums. The fact that you thirty year old washed bums that you was the fact that Ken Gatesport and DeAndre Jordan are still on this team, bro. Trevor Ariza. The fact that DeAndre Jordan and Kent Bazemore are still Lakers, I should slap you right now, Rob. I literally right, want to backhand you right Nobody now. Nobody wants DeAndre Jordan or Bazemore. Bazemore okay. is untouchable right now. Nobody wanted them, but LeBron did. The Lakers did. <laughs> Anyways, Genie Bus, Genie Bus, you need to sell how no the one wants to like, either. What did <laughs> you hear me say? <laughs> anyway, it's the Lakers. We gonna do this all day. I want to. I want to go. I don't want to talk about that bum ass team right now. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on. I'm moving on. All right. Next one is going to be for Sean. Eli Apple is what many consider to be the most annoying player in the league. Uh, and as I said earlier, I'm literally in a group chat called F Eli Apple. So, yeah. Considering the history of the NFL. Do you believe that Eli Apple is the most annoying player of all time, or are you taking the fields? What we have seen the last few days on Twitter is generational slander. It has never happened like this before. NFL players laughing at him. Entire fan bases attacking him. His former teammates going after him on Twitter. It has never been seen like this before. Maybe. There, you can probably find a guy more annoying than him. From, but from at least what I've seen in the social media era, there has never been a more annoying player. There has never been a more grouped up on player from all 31 other fan bases attacking him, slandering him. And all I can do is sit back, watch, and laugh because he deserves all of it. Nobody would have slandered him if he just kept his mouth shut. But he decided to go after every single fan base on Twitter, and now they're going back after him. Karma is a bitch. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we're going to move on to the next one. During LiAngelo Ball's G League game, he high-fived a super fan who then proceeded to lick the same hand. He just clapped with LiAngelo, and that's just, I don't know. Is this the weirdest thing you've ever seen a fan do, or are you taking the field? Trey. <sighs> Hermie, Hermie, Hermie. This has to be one. I've seen some fans do some pretty weird things. Send death threats to Danny Green, Lakers. Uh, sign a petition about uh, this man Kuzma, Lakers. But licking the hand of a player <laughs> who just checked out the game. Notice, hand was in his shorts. Hand was on that basketball. <laughs> along with other people's hand on that basketball. <laughs> this man has a whole bunch of sweat. Insult and <laughs> particles and cheese on his hand, I'm... and he licked it. This nigga is the reason why we will never escape COVID anytime <laughs> soon because he's doing though. stuff like that, bro. All right, so he's doing stuff like that. But Trey, just hear me out. Hear me out. All right. Imagine if The Rock, bro, scratched his balls after a match. Walked up to you to shake your hand, bro. I'm licking my hand, bro. I have to lick my. Hey, what? Yo, okay. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. No. Hey, don't, don't play this part, bro. Cut that out. No, no, no. We must. We so must anyway, keep that I'm... in to expose how. No, we have to keep that. Sick. No, keep that. Keep that. Keep that. Anyway, that's definitely going on the YouTube. Bro, no, it's not. Go though. 
Okay, well, um, with that, that concludes our mini game of the week. So let's get into our hot takes. And as always, if you want your hot take featured on the show, all you got to do is add us to social media, message us, get in contact with the boys, do what you got to do. And we look through the submissions and choose the best one for that week's episode. So, PC, we go ahead and play the fan hot take of the week. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Mook coming out of Virginia. My hot take is that Aaron Donald is the greatest defensive player to ever play the game. I mean, with this ring, he kind of solidified his legacy. But even, you know, beyond that, he's getting double and triple teamed every play. Like, you cannot stop this guy. Um, and I just think he's already done enough in eight years to prove that he is the greatest. No, 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 absolutely not. No, Lawrence. No, Lawrence. Lawrence Taylor will always be number one. Lawrence Taylor will always be number one. He said he said greatest offensive player. Yeah. Aaron I could Donald. get on board with greatest defensive tackle, not greatest defensive player. Yeah, I can get two yeah, times two world yeah. champ, MVP, ten time Pro Bowl, eight time first team All Pro, Rookie of the Year, three times defensive player of the year. I don't think nobody's Sean, passing also, Lawrence. Sean, also, Sean. Also, I don't think people like I literally watch like documentaries on on this man, Lawrence Taylor, bro. I don't think people understand that this man literally, and I use the term literally very strongly, was literally. Put fear in the hearts of his opponents, bro. Like literally, these dudes were afraid to play Lawrence Taylor, bro. There will DK, never, bro. ever, ever be another Lawrence Taylor. Don- Lawrence Aaron, Taylor? Donald- Aaron Donald is a close second, maybe, but no, uh, he's, no, absolutely not. Go ahead. Too, if Aaron Donald can get at least one or two more rings, I'm not even putting him up there as greatest because there's still a whole bunch of greats. But Lawrence Taylor, he is on. A level of his own. This exactly. man, Bill Belichick, to this day, still creams his pants whenever he gets <laughs> He is obsessed with Lawrence Taylor, rightfully so. But I mean, Aaron Donald's greatest player. I mean, I mean, not yet. It's not. It's really not a bad take, bro. Because it's, it's, something it's not that a bad take. You could because it's, it's, it's like, something you could go to the barbershop and have a conversation about. It's like, like when, when guys get a Super Bowl ring, they start giving out any take, bro. It's like they got to get that ring first before they can say anything. If he gets another one or at least two, then you can put him up and there for may, sure. Yeah, exactly. But right now, nah, man. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not a bad take, though, but just, just no, man. There's levels to this, bro. Let's get into our crew member hot takes. And I'm going to start with PC. We'll go to you first. What is your hot take of the week? Ah, all right. My hot take for this week is that it's a baseball take. The MLB Players Association will have an agreement in place by the end of February. Strong honestly, because there really hasn't been no progress, but um, I don't know. We'll go with that. We'll go with that because we want to see some baseball. Because you know, after after football and you know basketball, it's just gonna be baseball. We have to watch something MLB. So 
let's let's get something let's get an agreement going here please you know i want i want to watch my phillies you know win the world series next year so let's let's speed this process up. and then you woke up that's an orioles fan talking to me don't speak I'm to me yankees fan buddy screw the orioles you're a Tigers fan. Buddy. You, no. I, could, I thought you were a Dodgers fan. What? No, bro. Brett says screw the Orioles. Cole, weren't you a Mets fan last week? No. Yeah, I'm literally so confused now. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're literally a Miami Marlins. Sean, you are a Miami Marlins This man has 18 different teams. Sean's Sean, literally a Giants fan. Sean, you are a Miami Marlins fan, Sean. Stop talking to me. Herman, you are a Jazz fan. You root no, for racist I, Utah. I'm Don, Don does like the Marlins and the Mets. That's crazy to me. <laughs> I don't really care. Like, no shame. No shame. That is so crazy. Ironic, Tolo. The Yankees, the Miami Mets, Marlins, the Yankees, Mets, the Orioles, Miami Marlins, A's fans. <laughs> Let's get into the next hot take. Um, Gianni, what is your hot take of the week? My hot take of the week is that Deshaun Watson is going to get traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I found something that, like, I think the Bucs have, like, some cap issues. I think they're going to get rid of some players to free up space to, to trade for him at some point. It's going to happen in in three weeks, three or four weeks from now is going to happen. If that happens, the Bucs are going back to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. TK, what is your hot take of the week? My hot take is going to be, I mean, just hear me out, guys, okay? <clears throat> we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I just don't, like I said earlier, I think that this Arizona and Kyler Murray situation is going to get worse before it gets better. Now, with that being said, Kyler Murray will 100% be an Arizona Cardinal this year. I am not an idiot. Okay, so he will be a Cardinal for this entire season. Now, I'm hoping and I'm going to take a guess and say that the Cardinals are going to either A, miss the playoffs, or B, completely stink it up again, and fingers will be pointed at Kyler Murray again. So with that being said, from this time next offseason, the rumors, the reports, reporters, ESPN, Fox Sports, everything will, the reports will be Kyler Murray to the Denver Broncos. And it's going to be a very possible thing. And PC, I see you shaking your head. And Trey, I see you looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yes. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Because you Every guys time don't he want has us to, to have a talk quarterback. About his so, so, when we finally get our quarterback, there we go. When we finally get our quarterback, and it will be Kyler Murray, you guys are going to cry, and you guys are going to weep, and you guys are going to sob. And the Broncos are going to be back. <laughs> Bruh, let me finish my hot take, bro. And the Broncos are going to go back to that promised land, and they're going to win championships, and we are going to win playoff games, and we are going to take over the AFC West again. Kyler Murray to the Denver Broncos, 2023. It's happening. 
So let's get into the next hot take because that was just woo. All right. Um, <laughs> Trey, what is your hot take of the week? All right. So my hot take for this week is I'm going to go basketball. Uh, not basketball. I'm tripping. I'm going football. My hot take for this week is the New Orleans Saints. They just lost their coach. They're, they just lost their star running back. Alvin Kamara's gone. They have no quarterback, really. My hot take, they have money problems. Michael Thomas, he might leave. I hope he leaves. I pray to God he leaves. My hot take is the Saints are done for. The Saints will go back to being that same dog water team trash that they were in the 2000s, like 2002 or whatever. It's over with for them. They're not going to be good for a long time. Cam Jordan's about to retire soon. They're about to lose um, MT. They have no they have no star power on offense. They they lost all their guys. It's done for. I mean, I just don't see them making any type of reviving revival to their career. It's over with for the Saints. And I'm actually happy because Saints fans are top tier worst on the internet. Tolu, what is your hot take of the week? His hot take is that he's leaving the Lakers and going back to Cleveland. He's going to follow LeBron for his what's called for his retirement tour. It's been real Lakers, but he's going back to the Cavs. No. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, before I okay, um, my hot take is going to be football, and it's going to be uh, in the NFL draft since. Uh, um, it's going to be the NFL draft. The, the Baltimore Ravens have the 14th overall pick. <laughs> the only, the only team that can select this player before us is the Minnesota Vikings. And if the Minnesota Vikings don't select this player, my hot take is the Baltimore Ravens, with Jimmy Smith heading into free agency, he's probably going to retire. With Anthony Anthony Levine retiring. The Baltimore Ravens are going to select my boy, my brother from another mother, Sauce Ahmad Gardner. And I cannot wait to see the matchup between Sauce Gardner and Jamar Chase because that is going to be priced. That's going to be high television. We cannot make this mistake. We cannot be the Philadelphia Eagles that picked Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. We can't make the same mistake. We have to we have to pick Ahmad Gardner <laughs> at 14 and who is the best safety in this draft, besides Kyle Hamilton, of course. But if you want to call him a safety, but he's the second best corner in this draft. We need to pick Ahmad Gardner and we will pick Sauce Gardner at 14. What makes oh. you think he'd be guarding Jamar Chase when you have Marlon exactly. Humphrey and Marcus Peters still? You're too they top take two. turns. They'll take turns. No, 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 no. Totally. You said turn. only the Vikings could take him. So many other teams could take him. Yeah, the Vikings are, are, they are our biggest threat to take the him. Giants, the, the Falcons, the Vikings. the Jets. Why would the Giants? The Vikings, take because they're oh. trading James Bradbury. Not Man. only are you impressed with my Eagles. But you somehow managed to make the best top draft pick that y'all have had and probably will have in the next couple of years a fail because you still have Marlon Humphrey on the same team as the so, It's not exactly. we were banged up kidding. last year. 
We were banged up last year. You know, you know, you never have too many corners, Roderick. When you need another wide legit killer. Another what? I'm not even I'm not even fancy. You, you got it, bro. My hot take of the week is if not for injuries, which are very unfortunate, he's had to deal with so much throughout his career. But if not for injuries, Odell Beckham Jr. would have ended up a top five wide receiver of all time. If not the multiple t- torn ACLs, the broken ankle, this man, after his first three seasons, were on pace to shatter every single record in the books. Touchdowns, yards, catches, all of them. If he was able to stay healthy and had good QB play and not post-2016 Eli Manning and Baker bum-ass Mayfield, he would have been a top five wide receiver of all time. Especially with the ring he just got. <laughs> Odell oh, leads the Giants. I like that. Yeah, that's a good take. I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, PC, please get into your closing monologue. Yeah, I will. Clearly, the trolls are out tonight. Episode 16 in the books. Um, make sure y'all follow our Twitter at WHS underscore podcast, our Instagram at WHS underscore podcast, our YouTube, our TikTok at We Hate Sports with Two S at the end, which will change very soon because the 30 days should be up for us to change our username back to the OG username that you should all know and follow. Um, yeah, I, I, I really got nothing much else this week. Um, you know, this has uh, been a long coin, so, you know, there's obviously going to be some, uh, some editing to go with this episode. But, um, you know, I call a loved one, check up on them. Um, you know, and I just, I hope and I pray that all of you uh, have success, have uh, positive uh, things happening to you this week. Because, um, yeah, this last month and a half has been... Uh, it's been trying for you, boy. It's been challenging. Um, and, I mean, y'all know what I've had to go through. Um, you know, now I'm finally, I think I'm starting to get back into, you know, the, the swing of things officially. Because, uh, um, yeah, this, this, uh, this grind to make this podcast successful. Um, it's definitely taken some detours along the way, but we always find a way to get back on the main road. Um, so yeah, that's why I got this week. Man, that's can all. I serve God in the military? Goodbye. Sean is the worst. I hate him. Can't wait to school takes over his hours on the podcast. Boo, <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. Totally, you go to Pedo okay, State. You cannot you say that. I'm, I'm, you can't say that. Totally, you go to Pedo State. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he got me there. I ain't gonna. Oh look. my god.